Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Josh Kimmel, and on the phone I have Davey Lehigh. What's up, Davey? What's going on, Josh? Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah. Good to have you back, man. Uh, last week we actually did a waiver show, and it is not found. We did. We did. It's, uh, it's it's just it's one of those uh, lost records. It will never be found. No one will ever know what it existed on except us. It might be the greatest show of all time. I we think it was. Great, we had some great calls. I think we the did. best calls. We predicted everything that happened this week. Yeah. Did we not? We took it. We took out our crystal balls and uh, we saw into the future. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Dirtbag Dave cannot be here tonight because the Vikings are obviously playing tonight. Skull. Want to give a big mm-hmm. shout out to Skull Dave. Um, we're hoping Justin Jefferson doesn't do well tonight. And we're hoping Dalvin Cook kills it, right? Sure. I'm you okay need, with that. You need no Monday Night Miracles, do you? All your matchups are wrapped up. My matchups are wrapped up. Damn. I need a lot. I need Robinson to kill it. I need. I need Jefferson to not kill it. There's about five leagues that are not wrapped up right now in what I'm in. It sucks. It's just so stressful. Every Monday night football, it comes down to the wire, and I always lose. And we've, we were just talking about this. Jacoby Myers kills me. Allen Robinson kills me. Who's going to kill me tonight? Probably Justin Jefferson. I guess we'll see. Yeah, that's what happens when you have 15 teams. All right, so, Davey, we're not going to go into any injuries because not anything actually happened. Drew Brees, broken ribs, they say. Kind of weird. He got yep. slammed on his shoulder, I heard. Jameis Winston came in, balled out. But we're going to go straight into the waiver wire pickups. And number one waiver wire pickup for you, Davey, is who? Number one waiver wire pickup. Oh, boy. There's there's quite a few guys out there that I like right now. So uh, I'm liking Michael Pittman a lot. Um, it was good to see him finally have his breakout game. He's healthy. He looks good. And thank God because – the Colts need a wide receiver to show that they can do something, anything out there. Uh, his eight targets, seven catches, 101 yards, all season highs. He's being used as an every down wide receiver, finally, and rightfully so. He's a big dude. He made some great catches. He had some chunk of gains. He's looking good on that yak, and he's only 10% rostered, so pick him up. Oh, yeah, 10% rostered. The schedule looks like this. Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston, Vegas, Houston again, and then uh, Pittsburgh. That's a lot of green matchups there. And I, like it. I hope he can get tunnel visioned like as new number one guy. Cause they, hey, they if, if anyone tunnel visions a wide receiver, it's Phillip rivers. And he hasn't done that in, to anyone this year, which is strange, right? I guess he misses, he misses Keenan. He misses him. Yep. Keenan doesn't miss him. Keenan's balling out. <laughs> Keenan doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't, he's like, yeah, new guy, better guy. Uh, number two on our list, Jacoby Myers, 48% owned in Yahoo leagues. The guy that crushed you last week. Oh, it hurt. I didn't think it was real. I didn't believe in the Jacoby Myers effect. Last play of the game. Dagger to the heart. Yeah. Don't let's not bring that up. That was horrible. <laughs> was- yeah, we saw even with Nikhil Harry back, 
Myers remains Cam's favorite target. He's the new and improved Julian Edelman right now. This guy is 48% rostered, averaging over nine targets per game over the last four games and averaging over 17 fantasy points over that same four-game stretch. That's crazy. Plus, if you saw yesterday, he can throw touchdown passes too. What? That dude's legit. Yeah, 31 targets in the last three games, 23 receptions, 286. Uh, only a, only the passing touchdown. I don't see any. Yeah, see, yeah so that's kind of weird. Like you said, 58 points in the past three weeks. That's nothing to sneeze at. He's definitely the number one target there. High As, floor, high floor. I like high floor. I just don't understand what's going to happen. Is Edelman ever going to come back? Uh, it looks like Bird is out of the picture now. I guess Myers is yeah. their guy. Yep. Can't every time they throw it, every t- it's like every time they throw it, it's to Myers, and it's usually about ten, ten yards, eleven yards. It's great. I like it. Is Myers like an everyday starter now, or is he just a plug and play when you need somebody? Uh, I guess it depends on it depends on your depth. But I am uh, even on leagues where I have pretty good teams. I'm leaning toward throwing him in the flex like every week. It's it's a tough decision, but. He's he's proven himself, and I think he's worth the shot. Look, when you're getting ten targets a week, like he's doing, it's hard to <laughs> yeah. it's hard to overlook that. Yeah, and it's not like the Patriots are going to really blow many people out and not have to throw. So, so as we go on on our list, we have Tua next coming up, a uh, quarterback. Now the quarterbacks are weird. Everyone's throwing for all these yardage. Tua's not really doing much. He's forty five percent owned, but there's some guys on buy next week, and I'm looking at Tua's matchups. He's got some sexy ones. Denver, the Jets, and Cincinnati. Back to back to back. Wow. All great. So we got the Bears on by, so you're not starting that quarterback. 49ers on by, you're not starting him. You might be starting Daniel Jones. He's on by. And Josh Allen's on by next week. So I guess you got to fill in that Josh Allen guy. And I think Tua is going to be pretty good against Denver. Yeah, I like Tua. He's, it, it all depends on how the Dolphins' defense and special teams play, man. They've been balling out lately. And, hey, more power to him. If Tua doesn't have to go out there and throw the ball 40 times, then that's great because they're still getting wins. <laughs> Would you start Tua or Wentz? Tua. Okay, Tua or well, – we can't say – yeah, Tua or Drew Locke? I'd start Tua. Start Tua. I just want to know where – because I haven't ranked any of these players yet. I want to know where Tua's going to be on my list because there's some guys out there. Like if Teddy plays, Tua or Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, that'll be that one's close. I'd probably go Teddy. How about this one? Next guy on our list. I'm gonna go ahead and mess up our list real quick. Tua or Jameis? I'd probably go Jameis, man, just for the upside. Yeah, Jameis is next. Let's talk about Jameis next. Uh, Drew Brees just got hurt, like we said. It looks like Jameis might get the start. And oh, he's definitely. It's definitely gonna be fun. I just saw a report. He has Brees has three broken ribs on one side, two broken ribs on the other side, and a collapsed lung. This guy is gonna be out for a little bit here, so. Yeah, I'd pick up Winston and give him a shot. We've seen what he can do in the past. He's he can he can throw it. He's gonna he might throw some picks, but he's also gonna throw some touchdowns. So uh, he's got he's a, Atlanta next. Yeah, that's a that's a all the way. Put him in there. All, that's I, top. What do you say? Top seven, maybe. I don't know right because around. what are they gonna do? Like Taysom Hill's gonna get snaps too. That's the only problem. I could see them yeah. trying to handcuff like put the baby shoes on Jameis and not let him throw the ball as much because of his interceptions and let Taysom come in there, ride the, run the Wildcat, um, a lot more Kamara yeah. maybe, a lot more Latin especially, Murray. Especially they like putting uh, Taysom in near the goal line, which is unfortunate. Right. Well, we saw Jameis in the goal line yesterday. It was horrible. How many yeah, times did good. you see him flop around, run into, the, run into his offensive line, trying to scramble? He looked so bad out there at that almost, spot. Yeah. 
Almost every play, he did that. Yeah. Well, they got Atlanta, Denver, and Atlanta back to back to back. Those are juicy. I know I said matchups don't matter, but come on. These matchups are perfect. Yep. And Michael Thomas sure does need it, man, with Jameis. I think, yeah, I, th- I think it uh, it's going to help Michael Thomas. It's got to help Michael Thomas. Be- well, I don't know. Michael Thomas is a little slant boy. He can't really run deep routes. Yep. We'll what, see. That's what Jameis did. Jalen Rager, 26%. I feel like we talk about him every single week. Well, on the Lost podcast from last week, we definitely we definitely mentioned him saying to pick him up. Uh, yeah, he just recently returned off the IR for the Eagles Week 8 game against Dallas. He had six targets there, scored a touchdown his first game back. Uh, those six targets were second on the team. He had the bye, and then he came back and was featured in Week 10, leading the Eagles in targets with seven. I really only expect him to get better and more involved. He's only 26% rostered. He's worth a shot. Yeah, they got Cleveland and Seattle back-to-back. The only thing I can see wrong with this is Carson Wentz cannot figure anything out. Carson Wentz yeah, is he's lost out there. He's terrible. He doesn't know what's going on. It seems like they're not practicing together. It seems like they don't know who's who. It seems like every week Wentz tries to find the new guy to throw to and nobody knows what's going on. That's what like right? Does Wentz just snap the ball and run around like an idiot? Oh yeah. It just sucks, man. Kalen Balage, nineteen percent. What is going on? Back to back weeks, fifteen points or more. I like that. That's nice, isn't it? With uh, Justin Jackson on the IR, Balazs is clearly the guy there until Eckler returns, which may be three more weeks or so. Who knows? Yeah, averaging 16 fantasy points per week over his last two fill-ins. Why not? He's a nice plug-and-play. It's weird, man. What happens when you get away from Adam Gase, you become awesome. Yeah. You just become awesome. 65 rushing yards in both games. He literally looked like the worst running back I've ever seen on the Dolphins. And then he comes in and, and does this. So I, I like it. And he's he's decent between the tackles. He's a good. He's okay at catching the ball. So, I, yeah. When he in. played for the Dolphins, he ran straight and then fell down. Yeah. And he couldn't make a catch to save his life. Like, he would. Oh, it was so bad. I think he's only has, like, three catches this year. I think. Yeah. I think. I just looked at I looked it up earlier. I'm like, oh, maybe he's getting receptions. No, he's got, like, two and then one. So maybe he still can't catch, but he can definitely stop running in a straight line like he used to. Used to be literally ISO up the middle, fall. Fall down. It was horrible. Um, One more running back on our list. From my list. Oh, wait. Balazs Balazs plays the Jets next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Revenge game. Back-to-back revenge games. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and toss (laughs) him in because he's going to get at least 15 points there. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. All right. Salvon Ahmed. Have you heard of him before yesterday? Well, yeah, the week before when he he got, uh, yeah, the week before he came in and had, I think, three carries for Miami because everyone was looking to see who Miami was going to turn to with Gaskin out, with uh, Matt Breida out, and everyone thought maybe Jordan Howard would do something. Nope, Jordan Howard's going to Jordan Howard, average one yard per carry and get a touchdown. Jordan Howard going to get cut. Yeah, and then uh, we saw this unknown Ahmed dude who I think just got called up from the practice squad. And they gave him three carries, and I what he took the three carry no game seven carry seven carries last week towards towards the end, the end of the game they yeah. got thirty eight yards, he looked decent, and so they decided to feature him this week giving him twenty one touches, he took him for eighty five yards and a touchdown he looked he looked really good actually yeah he looked so good seriously I wasn't joking they cut Jordan Howard today yeah and Ahmed's only six percent. Oh, they actually did cut, cut yeah, him? Yeah, it's for oh, real. Wow. They cut him. Yeah, Ahmed's only 6% rostered, man. He's He could he could come up big here down the final stretch. Well, when's Gaskin coming back? I think when Gaskin comes back, it's over for this guy. 
It's over. Yeah, I don't know. He's an undrafted rookie out of Washington. I never heard of him. I, I never, I seriously never heard of him. Even last week when they gave him the carries, I thought it wasn't real. I thought like at least Laird was going to get more carries. Uh, I woke up. Um, truth be told, I took a nap yesterday because I was dead tired. Woke up and I'm like, who, um, Ahmed has 85 yards. What, what's going on? Who are these people? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Gaskin's still in IR. I know he's got to be on IR for at least one more week. He may come back in week 12. We'll see. We will see. David, you got any more waiver acquisitions? Uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to take a chance on uh, Lamichael P. Ryan uh, for the Jets. Gase says their plan is to get him more involved uh, coming off the bye, but will it happen, or is Gase just talking about his ass again? I don't know, but I'm willing to take a chance. He's only 25% owned. I'll give him a little stash on the bench and drop someone I'm never going to use and just see what happens this week. I don't know, man. I don't trust Gase. Like we said with Kalen Balazs, you get away from Gase, you do awesome. You stay with Gase, you suck. Especially if you're on the Jets, which don't really churn out many red zone rush opportunities. But uh, I, I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Any, anyone else? Uh, Jakeen Grant looks pretty good for the Dolphins. Uh, Tua was dinking and dunking there for a bit, and he seems to like Grant. Uh, he's worth a bench stash in 12-team leagues on a team that needs a little wide receiver depth. He's only 5% owned. I think he – did he lead Did he lead the team in targets this week? Let me see. He's not a player I want to play. But in Madden, he's super fast and awesome. Yeah, he led the team with four catches. I mean, on a day Tua didn't have to throw much, he led the team four catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. And not to mention, if your league gives kick return yards, this guy's a beast at kick returns. He's fast as hell. He can take a kick off to the house at any moment, and he's he'll rack up a couple points for you there as well. Not many leagues use kick return yards, but I'm glad our league does, and that's pretty. I nice. like them. Yeah, I, I like them too. They're yards. They're yards. Respect. You should get yeah. yards for. You should get points for every yard you gain. I understand. And the, yeah, then the very last guy is uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, we're recording this podcast prior to the Bears game, so we aren't sure what to expect from him tonight. But it seems like his usage has been going up. They're favoring him a little more over uh, Anthony Miller. He led the Bears in targets uh, in Week Nine with eleven. And he's he might be worth a stash again on teams needing wide receiver depth. He is seventeen percent rostered right now. I like that pickup. Um, I'm playing him in a couple of leagues. Well, I can't wait to see what he does tonight. The game starts in about forty five minutes. I guess we'll find out. Um, we're gonna move on to guys we should drop. Just guys. Ooh. I don't know if you have anyone. I have a couple, and you're gonna disagree with both of these guys. I think, but the first guy I want to bring up is Hollywood Marquise Brown. Oh yeah, he has not scored. Over 10 points ever, except for two games this year. This year, He's trash. He doesn't get targets. I don't care about matchups coming up. I literally don't care what he does. Lamar Jackson cannot throw for over 200 yards. He does not look for him. He looks for Andrews and Willie Sneed. Hollywood Brown <laughs> is irrelevant in this offense. He had three catches last night on Sunday Night Football against the, Panther, uh, against the, Pan, uh, the Patriots. Panthers. And he's just not part of the offense. He bitched and cried on Twitter, and he didn't get the oil. Usually Squeaky Wheel gets the oil. He didn't. Yep. Obviously, they don't care about him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think another terrible week is in the books, and Willie Sneed continues to look good. I almost added Willie Sneed to the to the pickup list. Uh, he had seven targets, five catches, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. It does look like, like you said, it's it's Andrews and Sneed are the only people that are getting any type of love on that offense. I feel the running like, backs are all trash. I feel like people are hoping for this breakout game from Hollywood Brown, and it just hasn't happened. And for redraft purposes, it won't happen. 
And are you going to keep on starting this guy in your flex to get you three points? It doesn't nope. make sense. You got to move on and find someone like the guys we're talking about. Even a Rager. Rager scores more points than him on a regular basis. Why yeah. is he 26% owned and Hollywood Brown 85% owned? It's because yeah. of the offense and the name. And let him go. Yeah, just let, let this guy go. I don't care about the matchups. Yep. He's not going to win you at any leagues. He's not going to do you any favors in the playoffs. He's going to he'll probably burn you before he rewards you. I'd rather get a lottery ticket stash, put him on the bench, and see what happens to someone else. Like we're we're going to talk about after the segment, but like the handcuffs, man. If you have one of these guys, get one of those instead of Hollywood Brown. The next guy is a running back on my list. Jonathan Taylor, ninety five percent owned. I know Woo! you shouldn't drop him. I know you shouldn't drop him. I know, but the JT. guy is not produced. He's done. He's a bust. I'm some. This is an anti Jonathan Taylor podcast. We don't like him. We never liked him since week one. I didn't like him coming you, into the season. He's just another Wisconsin know, running back. You know who he reminds me of? David Montgomery. No, Montgomery's way more talented. Calm down. Taylor just runs through a hole, gets hit, and falls over. Like, he doesn't run a, through a hole. He can't find the hole. <laughs> he's such a plotter. Like he's so basic. He doesn't do it. Like there's no vision. He just does what the play says, even if it doesn't work. And he just like it's not good. He's not. I I haven't looked up like his elusive ratings or anything, but it's they not have to good. Be awful. It's not awful. good. Since I haven't seen him. I don't think I've seen him break a tackle yet. Since week seven, he hasn't scored more than nine point four points. You you spent high capital on this guy. They spent high capital on this guy. He was supposed to be their starter, and he's just not a guy who can produce on seven carries a game, which is what he's getting. Yeah, uh, seven seven carries for 12 yards last game. That is pathetic, man. I see nothing but green on his schedule as in plus matchups that don't exist, and I don't want to start him. I mean, I have to roster him just in case Wilkins goes down or Hines goes down or something happens, but I can't see him in my starting lineup until I see – 15 or more carries in two games in a row, maybe because he was yeah. producing earlier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just not nothing. He was supposed to be the best running back out of this draft and he's not. Mm-mm. I don't think I can I don't know how in week two, they gave him 26 carries and he went off for 101 yards and a touchdown. And then the very next week they gave him 13 carries. That doesn't, I mean, that's weird. I mean, I know that he's facing guys in the box and I know that he's, he not, he's not elusive. He's not that kind of running back. But when you give Salvon Ahmed 21 carries and he produces, or you give a Balage who hasn't, who's been sitting on the couch all damn season, sitting on the couch, yeah. doing nothing, yeah. comes yep. in and produces, why can't someone like Jonathan Taylor, who has the pedigree, who has the, the offensive line, who has the, the – he has leads. The Colts are a good football team, and they're not trusting him to burn the clock. They're trusting Jordan Wilkins or Naeem Hines. Yeah. It's just a bad situation. If you own him in Dynasty, I would sell, sell, sell. You know who's outscored Jonathan Taylor for the last like four weeks in a row? Wayne Gallman, for yeah, God's sake. Wayne Gallman. <laughs> That's fucking terrible, dude. Wayne Gallman's a beast, man. I don't know what you're talking he about. He's a touchdown machine. I know. He he's, finds the end zone, man. He's funny. great. I was uh, trolling a couple guys today that are Giants fans. Well, you're a Giants fan. And I was like, what are you doing with Saquon? He's a bust. He's a huge bust. I'm like trolling him. He should be, you know, he's an injury risk. You know what's funny? Uh, your boy, Todd Gurley. All he has is arthritis in his knee, and he drops a third round in uh, fantasy leagues, fantasy drafts. Saquon Barkley is the most injury-prone running back in the league, arguably, and he's going to still get picked top five. Makes no sense. No sense. I don't know why. He's an injury-prone running back who's had these ACL injuries. He should be lower than Todd Gurley in ADP. I I don't see why not. I think we'll finally see him drop next year. I To what? Six? Seven? I think... 
uh, I don't know. I personally, I wouldn't take him until late round two. I don't want him at all because he's just two years in a row. We can't finish the season. It reminds me of when Le'Veon Bell burned everyone like two or two years in a row, three years in a row, and it, yeah, then you saw him just drop. Well, that's the difference. So Le'Veon Bell burned him because they held out and yeah, he wasn't in shape and stuff. Uh, Saquon just burns you because he gets hurt. Yeah, that's it. He's in shape. He's a, this like uh, our buddy over at the Fantasy Feud said. Uh, he's a workout warrior. Cool, bro. You squatted all those uh, squats. You know, you hit you five hundred fifty pound squats. Cool. You fucked up your knees. This is what ha- this is what happens. That's why I drafted Derrick Henry in the first round. Yeah, because he's solid. Because he never. I mean, he, I, I I know he's going to have games where he doesn't get touchdowns and he has low a low score, but he does. He's a beast, dude. This guy does not get hurt. He's Knock cap- on wood. I don't want to say it now, but this guy does not get hurt. He gets 20 carries a game. He has a great yards per carry average. He always is getting decent yards. Like I'm, I, I want safety in the first round. Safe, safe, safe. You and know, I want I, Henry. I agree with that, and that's why I kind of don't want to let this be said. I am a anti Jonathan Taylor person, but I hated Derrick Henry his first two or three years because he's was Jonathan Taylor. He sucked. He ran. He got eight carries. You know, 20, 25 yards. Yep. It was horrible. And yep. then they're like, oh, sh-. then they're like, oh shit, we should actually give him the ball more and let him produce. And that's what he's doing. Yep. And um, last year he finally figured it out. So maybe yep. they'll eventually Jonathan Taylor will figure it out. Maybe. I don't know. Um, All right. You got anyone else to drop? No, those are my two. You got anyone? Mm, now that I can think of off the top of my head. Carson Wentz? No. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Uh, he's so Wentz. pathetic. He's so fucking pathetic. Sorry, I want to see. I, want, I do want to see if the players that are uh, high rostered percentage and just see like, oh wow, he's, he's still owned. Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I. That's what I, how I get this list. I look at all the guys. And I'm like, oh, he's eighty five. I try to go like seventy five percent or higher because in Hollywood, obviously, he's eighty five percent. But players are getting dropped that should get dropped. I've I've seen it. Like T Y Hilton's fallen. Uh, Tyler Higby's obviously fallen. Everyone that sucks. Mm-hmm. So Cam Akers, he fell way hard. Finally, finally, yeah. Yep. yeah but and he that, actually he led the team in carries yesterday. Uh, he had the most carries, but he also had the least amount of yards. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't call him a bust yet because he hasn't had the opportunity. He yeah, hasn't. that backfield's—it's a roulette. Yeah. All right. Before we sign off, I always want to do this on Monday nights. Like, what did you learn? What did you learn in Week Ten? Like, what Ooh. did you think about? Well, like, oh, this happened. We gotta do what we learned, and then we gotta do the handcuff segment. Oh yeah, handcuffs. We gonna do handcuffs now? Yeah, let's do handcuffs now. All right, handcuff guys. Yep, we said it. We're here. We're preaching handcuff guys. That's right. We're talking about handcuffs. It's that time of the year. The playoffs are fast approaching. You need to load your bench with lottery tickets. It's time to drop these very mediocre wide receivers and running backs that have been sitting on the end of your bench all year, keeping it warm, that you know you're never gonna use. It's time to stock up on these players that could win you the league. Here are guys that should be owned in every league. Even if you don't own the player that they're supposed to handcuff, doesn't matter. These are guys that just need one injury, and they could help show out, bring you home the, that trophy. Number one, Devonta Booker, man. This guy is – he's already getting decent amount of touches, which is great, and he looks good with these touches. As we know, Jacobs is not the most durable back. And just this week, we saw Booker handle 16 carries, which he made the most of rushing for 81 yards and two touchdowns. He's only 3% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. If Jacobs went down, for God's sakes, this guy would ball out. He'd be the every down back. Pick this dude up. Why is he, not, why is he only 3% owned? I can't believe this. 
Yeah, I agree. I, uh, on our last episode, that was my last guy because we did this yep. segment last week that got deleted. I'm like, yo, Booker's like two percent owned. What the freak? Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. It showed out. Yep. Uh, next, we got Alexander Madison. I know, we know, we hear you. We've seen him fill in one time, and it did not go well. I get it. That doesn't change the fact he'd be an every down back and run heavy offense if Cook went down. I think he's much better than he showed us last time he got the start. He's thirty five percent rostered. He he could. It's a just a could win you the league thing, man. Put him on your bench and see what happens. Oh, if you own Dalvin Cook, you one hundred percent need to own Madison. It's not even a Absolutely. question. Absolutely, not even a Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone should know that. Everyone that listens to the show knows that. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, thirty five percent roster. That's crazy. That's people need to go out there and get them. Yeah. Uh, I know the the Cowboys aren't looking good, but I still keep Tony Pollard on this list. The offense looks somewhat improved. I know that's easy to look improved compared to what they were doing earlier, but they look somewhat improved with Gilbert under center. They continue to utilize the running backs both on the ground and through the air. If Zeke were to go down, Pollard would be an every down back with a high floor. Even with Zeke in, this good dude's getting like seven points a game. Imagine what he would do if he got all the touches. He's 19% rostered and is just coming off his bye week. He could still be out there. Again, if you own Zeke, you need to own Pollard. What are you doing? You're owning Mike Williams? Drop that guy. Get Pollard. <laughs> right? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and three guys that we can talk about now have already shown their value in at handcuff value in the past. And that's Mike Davis. Sure, he's had a few disappointing games filling in for CMC, but I'm still hanging on to Mike Davis, especially if I have CMC. There's Gio Bernard. He's had three great games with Mixon out and one bad game. The bad game that just happened happened to be against Pittsburgh, okay? Pittsburgh. Forgive the dude for Pittsburgh. He's 73% owned now, but look, as soon as Mixon gets activated, you know you're going to see a huge drop. Everyone's going to be dropping Gio Bernard. If he gets dropped once Mixon is back, I would pick him up instantly and stash him. The last guy... Boston Scott yes. looked great when Miles Sanders was out. Still looks great with Miles Sanders back. He had that crazy long touchdown run. A lot of people dropped him. I saw a 15% dip in Yahoo uh, ownership as soon as Miles Sanders got activated. That's insane. If he's available, scoop him up. He's a, he's great. He's a good fill-in, and if he gets that lead back role, he's going to own it. Oh, as a Miles Sanders owner, I swooped up Scott in our league. In our league that we're in, I scooped him right up. I'm like, how... Who dropped this guy? I'm the Miles Sanders yeah. owner. You should be blocking me. My team's actually pretty good. Yeah. But. And my last guy, I know Josh is not a believer. I'm still a believer. Brian Hill. Yes, oh I'm still God. standing on this hill. That's <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Seriously, was that a Dave joke? That was just a bad joke. That was a Dave joke. I'm still standing on this hill. I'm preaching it. Seriously, he looks better than Todd Gurley. He's averaging .6 yards more per carry than Todd Gurley. He has immediate value if Todd Gurley goes down. The Falcons love to run the ball in the red zone. That's what they do. He's coming off his bye. He's 8% owned. If Gurley goes down, this guy will be awesome. Get him. They run the ball in the red zone because Todd Gurley is so good at running the ball in the red zone. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Brian Hill is not. Okay. If you want to believe in Brian Hill, then that's yours. That's your business. I, I am on the situation where if Gurley goes down, they're going to use Ito and Brian Hill, and it's going to be a timeshare. Love Brian Hill. You can love Brian Hill. All right, week ten, almost in the books. We have one more game left, but up until then, what have you learned? What have I learned? I this is a big week for what I learned. I actually was had this topic in mind as I watched yesterday. So I'll go over the first thing. The Ravens look bad. We talked about it a little bit earlier. They're slumping hard. 
offense isn't getting it done. They just lost to New England, for God's sakes. Ouch. Lamar Jackson still putting up decent fantasy numbers. You know, he runs a lot. So, But it's hard to trust anyone else in the offense, not to mention they lost tight end Nick Boyle for the season to a nasty leg injury. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. I'm out on all three of their running backs. I'm out on all of the wide receivers until further notice. Yes, Snead is making a little bit, piquing my interest a little bit, but if you have Mark Andrews, of course, you're probably still starting him. The tight end picture at the moment is terrible. It's pathetic. Thankfully, the Ravens, they get Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants weeks 13 through 16. Hopefully, we see this offense get back on track. But right now, I'm pretty worried. That's all you learned? You learned that the Ravens suck? Well, I mean, that was one. I, I got a couple. I got a couple more. You want me to go over more? I got more. No, no, we're good. Yeah, I know. I, I think I've known the Ravens suck. Not that I didn't know it, but they're the bullies of the AFC. They're going to beat up on the wimpy teams, and when they play a good team, they're not going to win. They're just not. And I think, yeah. yeah, that's just the way it is. The one thing I learned, I learned one thing. That's it. And I should have known this. I should have known this because I've been playing fantasy football for a very long time. Studs are studs for a reason. What I mean by that is people were scared that Nick Chubb was going to come back and not be involved or not be, do well. He fucking balled out. Nick Chubb was one of the best running backs of the week. He, if he scored that touchdown, he's the running back six of the week, which is stupid yep. that he didn't do it. Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Stephon Diggs is a stud. DeAndre Hopkins. What I mean by this is we like to get cute. We like to play these players. We just went over a waiver show with all these guys who aren't studs. Obviously, they're not picked up. Studs are studs for a reason. These guys get it done. I'm not ready to crown DK Metcalf as a stud. I know. I know I sound stupid. I know I sound crazy. But do you think Hopkins would really get shut down by Ramsey? Do you really think that? I don't think that. Uh, these guys find a way to score, and guys like A.J. Brown cannot. He's just a matchup dependent maybe. Is he not? I don't know. Is he a stud? I don't know. But I don't see Diggs out here throwing up three points. I don't see Hopkins out here throwing up three points. I just don't see it. Uh, it just drives me nuts that we overanalyze everything. and We don't start Nick Chubb because we think he's not going to produce because he's coming off an injury. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey. He came back. What happened? 37 points right off the bat. They're studs for a reason, guys. Trust your studs. And stop being cute. That's it. That's what I learned this week. Because I've seen, okay. I seen a lot of guys on Twitter cussing out Chubb in the first half of that game and all of a sudden he balled out. Chubb's going to Chubb, man. Chubb's really, he's amazing. What I also learned is Hunt needs Chubb. Hunt needs Chubb. Hunt was oh, amazing sure. again. Yeah, Hunt was amazing again. It's it's crazy that how he looks when Chubb is in and then when he gets a lead role, he didn't look great. He didn't look good at all. And then he comes back and Hunt's back to being amazing. It's crazy. That's crazy to me. I mean, there's more, like, there's more, like, Wentz, right? We see him struggle and struggle and struggle and have these awesome games. We never see Kyler do that. Kyler is just 28 points a week. He's just yeah. money. You know, some of these yep. guys are Dalvin Cook tonight. He's just money. And there's some guys that aren't like that. They're just Kamara, yeah. money. Like, it's just crazy how some guys are money. Everyone knew Stephon Diggs was getting that last, you know, touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knew that Hail Mary was going to Hopkins. Hell, I watched that play again before we just recorded. He was the only Cardinals receiver in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> and he was only covered by three guys. Who else? You know, I, I don't know. Stud's going to stop. Yeah. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is not the only quarterback that can throw up a Hail Mary touchdown pass at the end of the game in the triple coverage to win it. You got to love Kyler Murray. Before he threw that last second 50-yard Hail Mary touchdown, he had zero passing touchdowns for that game. But you know what? 
at that point in time, he still had 23 fantasy points. They did through zero passing touchdowns and he still had 23 fantasy points. That's incredible. You love to see those guys that just expose defensive weaknesses with their legs. Legs are a lot on a quarterback. Running QBs are a cheat code. And yeah, Hopkins is definitely a beast too. It's nice to see him bounce back. He did have a, a bad week last week, six fantasy points. They made it a point to get him the ball early and often in this one after struggling last week. Good stuff. Sorry, Bills fans. But uh, you know, I got a I got a couple more things here. I wanted to touch up on Kyler real quick. We had a bold prediction show before you were a part of the show, and Gerald was here. Yeah. By the way, Gerald spanked your ass in the listener league. That's awkward. Oh yeah, that's awkward. Nice. I got all uh, <laughs> my injuries are through the roof right now, yeah. man. It's not looking good. Um, Kyle, he said in our bold prediction show that Kyler would be the first quarterback ever to throw for four thousand and rush for a thousand. Said that. And we all laughed. I, I did listen to that. I listened to that, yeah. We all laughed at him. I laughed at him. Dave laughed at him. We didn't think it could happen. And, boy, we look dumb now. Yeah. Uh, look, look I, he's the only quarterback to rush for a rushing touchdown in four games in a row or five games in a row now. That's insane. That's awesome. I didn't see it coming. I knew he'd be good, but I didn't see it this good. I didn't, I didn't think it'd be this good. Yeah. You know, we talked about the Dolphins a little bit earlier, Tua a little bit earlier. But, yeah, the Dolphins – Continue to shine with two under center. They're looking great. While the Ravens are down, the Dolphins are definitely up. There's going to be games like like the one we just saw where two is not going to need to do too much thanks to the Dolphins' defense. I just wish he'd run the ball more, but they seem content with just letting him dink and dunk it under center. Hey, they're winning with that. With uh, Preston Williams on IR, I think could continue to see more Jakeem Grant going forward. Like we said, he led the team in targets this week, even though it wasn't many. Salon Ahmed also looking good. Uh, Matt Breida possibly coming back next week. We'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, Dolphins look great. Dolphin, the defense is crazy. Are they a defense? The defense got to be started every week now, right? Yeah. Did you see that uh, Zayden Howard? Whenever he tried to knock the ball out of Keenan Allen's hands as he was crossing the goal line. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was really close, man. I I thought it was really close. That would have been an amazing play. This, this year, I've learned uh, catch is not what we think it is anymore. Catch is oh, whatever scores more. It's just whatever it is. It's, yeah, it changes every week. If they're going to score more points because of this fake catch, then okay. Like I saw a play that no one brought up that Gronk caught a ball in the end zone. He caught it, and as he was bringing the ball to his body, someone knocked it out of his hands. I think it was a Sunday night game or something. No, no, it wasn't that game. It was a game before. And they called it a touchdown. They called it a touchdown, but they knocked it out yeah. of his hands before he could bring yeah. it to his body. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just, saw that. just touchdown. I saw okay. that 100%, and I thought it wasn't a touchdown too, but yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, uh, no. Another, uh, oh, go ahead. Go? Another thing I learned, which I didn't, like I said, I didn't learn this. I knew this. Tight ends are such a shit show. Even, yeah. you got to think, Travis Kelsey just had his bye. He's still 50 points better than the second best guy, Darren Waller. Insane. Darren Waller is, like, you think he's great. You think he's awesome. He's only seven points up on Hawkinson and, what, uh, 15 points on Johnny Smith. These guys are all just average guys. Uh, Kittle, mm-hmm. Kittle is still top six in tight ends. This is crazy. So in, mm-hmm. in reality, when you're trading for Waller and you're redraft, you're trading for these guys. You're just trading for another guy that might get you a touchdown. Travis Kelsey is the only tight end, the only bulletproof tight end there is. Yep. And it's crazy because we we just saw a Terry McLaurin for a Waller trade in one of our leagues. And yeah, I'm like, that's, that's pretty that's wild because yeah. you're just trading for a tight end that might score you a touchdown. That's it. Waller yep. hasn't really been that great this year. Of course, he's a Tight end too, but so is Hawkinson. So is Johnny. So is Mark Andrews. I think that really lowers tight end values uh, during the draft. Like now, what's the what's the point, man? All the tight ends are the same. I'm going to draft a tight end late late as hell. Kelsey's the only one worth it. 
yeah, if Kelsey drops to a certain point where I might take him, that's fine. But other than that, I'm just waiting. Same, that, same thing with QB. No, Q, QB. See, here's the thing, man. If you got Kyler at where he was going, you're oh yeah, your you're you're going to be for a league a league winner for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I think your quarterback can win you a league, but you have to get him late. Like if you draft a yeah. Kyler in the second round, I think you're giving up a little bit because you missed out on a Hopkins or or a Julio or someone in that nature. But if you get Kyler in the seventh round, sixth round, like where he was going, a little bit different. I think there's probably seven QBs. I, I would put, I'd, I'd, I'd stake my flag on one of seven QBs. If I'd make sure to get one of those seven. After that, though, I don't care. Well, you know he, what I mean. I mean, I think Kyler, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Mahomes. Other than that, yeah. maybe, maybe, and other than that, I don't really trust any of them. I don't even trust Brady because we saw what happened to him. I don't trust Watson. I don't trust Herbert. Obviously, not Lamar anymore. And these are, you know, I really do trust these other guys way more. Yeah, well, I, 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 my seven, my seven for next year would be uh, Dak, Kyler, Lamar, Mahomes, Russ, Josh Allen, and I am a Justin Herbert believer still. So I put him in the top seven. This is gonna if sound I, crazy though. I don't think Russ is up there. Oof, that is a little crazy. Russ has always been inconsistent every year, every single year. This is the only year. He's not been inconsistent, and he just had a horrible game. And that's who we are. That's who us podcasters are and the Twitter world. Everyone, you're reactionary to week 10. What just happened? Well, he just threw mm-hmm. up nine points. He must be trash. He must, mm-hmm. he must be overcooked. But I don't know. One last, uh, oh, go ahead. One, one last what I learned thing, which I thought was pretty cool. Big Ben didn't get to practice all week long. He was uh, self-isolated due to being deemed a close contact for COVID on the team. So he... He came out. He proved Allen Iverson was right. Right, the whole practice. We talking about practice. Yeah. Who needs it? Ben came in. He watched. He watched practice from his iPad the entire week. Came in. Not only proved he didn't need practice to throw for three hundred thirty-three yards, the most he's thrown for all season, and four touchdowns. Also, the most he's thrown for all season with zero interceptions. It was amazing to see all three wide receivers come through big. Juju led the team 13 targets ending with nine catches 77 yards and a touchdown that's 22.7 fantasy points deontay johnson 11 targets six catches 116 yards and a touchdown 23.6 fantasy points and chase claypool 10 targets four catches 56 yards and two touchdowns 21.3 fantasy points so get this a quarterback that can support three wide receivers all going over 20 fantasy points in a single week that's incredible i hope they continue to use all the weapons and spread the ball around like they are but unfortunately, that means there's one odd man out here. <laughs> the past two weeks, that's been James Conner. He's averaging 10 carries a game over the past two weeks for 29 yards and no touchdowns. Sound the worry alarm because it's not good right now for Conner owners. It's not, man. And you know what? I know you're talking about the no practice thing. That's why Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a vet. Stafford, that's a vet move right well, there. well, that's why Stafford's not a Hall of Famer. We saw what happened yeah. last week where he didn't have any practice and he stunk up the joint. And we yeah. saw Ben. That's why, that's why when everyone tells me Stafford and, and Rivers are Hall of Famers, no, they're not, man. They're really not. Nah. They're not Ben. They're not Big Ben. They're just not that caliber. Yeah. I think. Oh, that, and we. Yeah. We forgot uh, uh, good old Ronald Jones, man. Have a oh, day, gosh. Ronald Jones. Dude took off for that 98 yard touchdown, <laughs> finished the game with 192 yards and a touchdown. He had 23 total carries this game. 23. That's the same amount as his last three games combined. If this doesn't win him the so- a starting role over Fournette, then I really don't know what will. But I did like how it was either the first or second drive. Rojo fumbled, lost the fumble, 
And instead of doing what Arians has done before, which is punish him by giving Fournette a more dedicated role in that game, Arians kept going to Rojo and gave him another shot, and it paid off. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking you like it to was, see it if you're Rojo. Owner. I was thinking it was Fournette time. I benched yep. Rojo Me last too. minute for Danny Amendola. Oh, what ouch. a dummy I am. What Did a he get dummy. hurt, Amendola? Uh, he might yeah. have. He might yeah, have. he got hurt. Yeah, what a, what's new? What mm-hmm. You could have told me he gets hurt every week. Who knows? Um, you know, without that touchdown, though, that 98-yard touchdown, he doesn't he doesn't have that good of a day. Let's everyone calm down, right? It's true. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just upset I benched him for Danny Amendola. But, I think it just really really helps his prospects going forward. I do. I really like Ronald Jones. He just looks like the better. Every time Leonard Fournette got the ball, it's like slow and steady. Slow and steady. And Ronald Jones just burst through that hole. Like You think Fournette could have ran that 98-yard touchdown? There's no way. No. He would have been chased. Oh, my God. He, uh, when Rojo, it was a safety Trey Boston tried to tackle him. Oh, my God. He shook him so hard. It was, it was ridiculous. I oh love Oh, it was bad. It was like Madden-esque, man. It was good. Uh, Danny Amendola, yeah, I think he got a concussion, to be honest. I, from what I saw, it looked like a concussion. Oh, one last thing before we go, because we got to go. Monday Night Football is about to start. Woo. Does Minshew get his job back? Oh, man. I don't know. We saw one really good performance from Luton, and then we saw one not-so-good performance. But James Robinson really carried the team on Sunday, to be honest. I don't, I don't want to watch the NFL without Minshew. Yeah, I know. Minshew's a great personality, but I think Luton's going to get at least one more chance, and I think it's going to go from there. It doesn't matter. It's all mute at this point because they will draft a quarterback. They're 1-8. and eight. They only won, they, they won week one against the Colts. Uh, ever since mm-hmm. then, trash. So they'll they'll just draft their quarterback. Who knows? Where would you like? Where would you like to see Minshew end up? He's gonna be there. He's gonna be the backup. He's not going yeah. anywhere. He's on a rookie contract still. Well, no, yeah. I guess they can just release him whenever they want. I'm more concerned on where where Winston's gonna go next year. Because if Winston balls out and takes, dude, I can't. It'd be my dream for Winston to take them to the Super Bowl and win. It'd be my dream. Because <laughs> because Bucks fans would flip. It'd just be so funny. Wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be hilarious. That's just what the Bucks. Trent Dilfer did it. Uh, didn't yeah. uh, uh, Steve Young did it? I mean, everyone did it. Everyone does it. It's like this cool thing to do. All right, let's sign off, man. What's your Twitter? Where can we? Where can we find Davey? I'm on Twitter. It's DaveyBaby813. All right, cool, man. All right, I'm gonna hang up on you and close out the show. Later. Peace. All right, that was Davey. Um, and we're gonna wrap up the show. So I'm gonna hit up on my plugs. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash OUSFantasyPod. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash OUSFantasyPod. You can also find us on Twitter. Oh, find me on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, OUS. Patreon.com slash OUSFantasyPod. You can also support the show there. We appreciate it. Uh, Jansport and Marco, you are my dudes. And, hell, we're done, man. See ya. Leftovers or 
The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable.